Welcome welcome again to an, uh, one of our ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. We're on Masachet Yuvamot Daf Lamed Bet Amud Aleph, the first half of Mishnah Tet in the third parak. You have two brothers, brother one and two, married to sisters one and two. Brother one died, and then sister two died, which theoretically would make brother two available to sister one. She is no longer Achotishto. But the reality is that sister one is always also to brother two. Because for one moment of Nephilah, she was also to him, she's always also to him. Now, the truth is that this case is kind of a slam dunk and very obvious because, after all, when brother one died, sister one was immediately released because the only brother around was an Erva to her. So she was immediately released. The fact that afterwards he became a non Erva, it's too late because now it would be. And that is an erva. And the Gemara immediately comments on this. In the case that we had back on Daflamid, where there were three brothers, and, and brother number one died, and sister one went to brother three, and then sister two died, and then brother three died, we say she can't have Yibum with brother number two. She was not totally rejected from the house. Amart lo, and you still say she can't. In our case, where she's been totally rejected from the house, at the point of Nefila, there was no one with whom to have Yibum. So certainly, it's obvious there's no good. The answer is, and we had this earlier, the same model. Tana, ha Tana Beresha. The Tana learned this case first. Uh, and he thought the other case was really mutter because when she finally fell to brother two, he was available. And then he realized it was Asr. He came to the conclusion it was Asr. Because he was uh, so um, pleased with this conclusion, he put the Mishnah and the Flam at first. And this is the exact same Mahalach that we had earlier. Now, the main focus of our study today is going to be on a topic which is a certainly a significant tangent within the world of Yibum, but not directly related to Yibum. And that is the issue of Isur Halal Isur. So, as I pointed out on the page, it's very important to look at the page today. At the beginning of page 31, I pointed out that there is a general rule in Halacha, then ain't Isur Halal Isur, meaning if a cheftzef, an object is Asr, then that Isur cannot become intensified because circumstances change. So, for instance, if you have an, an animal that's a trefa, then the animal's already a trefa. Once it dies without benefit of shechita, it doesn't become more asr because it's a nevela. And that's the rule of Enish Lechal There are three different possible ways in which two isurim could apply to one particular object. One of them is isur bevatachat. It's sitting right on the page because it's the focus of a lot of our text. Isur bevatachat. If something became, or a person, uh, generated two different Isurim simultaneously, then it's possible to say that they both apply to him. And really, it would make a lot of sense, because hard to determine which one would apply if you have to choose. The other one is Isur Mosif and Isur Kolel. This is really a sugi at the end of Kiddushin, and it's an sugi that shows up several other places in Shas, but we're going to deal with it here uh, somewhat as a tangent. Um, an Isur Mosif is as follows. The um, the person here is Asr. Um, a new condition arises which adds new Isurim to them. All right? So, for instance, a man has a sister. 
that sister becomes married. Now, up until now, she was ushered to him because of Achoto, but she was only ushered to him. She wasn't ushered to other people, all right, she got married. Now, by marrying, she becomes ushered to the whole world. Therefore, the Isra of Eshet Ish applies to him as well, which means if you hold Eser Mosi, meaning if you hold that in the case of an Eser Mosi, Eser Chalol Isur, and we'll see it's Machloket, then you would say that if this man had relations with his married sister, he'd be Chayev twice, once for Achoto, once for Eshet Ish. The other component is Isr Kolel, and that is when the range of Isurim expands. In the first case of Isr Mosif, the same woman was Asr, but she was Asr to more people, Mosif. Now it's an Isr Kolel. So, for instance, when Sister 1 and Brother 1 are married, all right, right now Sister 1 is, is Asr to Brother 2 as, uh, as an Eshadish, right? Right. Sister two and sister three are not also to brother number two. He could marry them, and he's going to marry them. And when he marries sister two, what happens? Sister one now becomes also to not only to brother two, um, uh, sorry, not only does sister one become also to brother two, but so does sister three and sister four, etc. And therefore, that's called an Isra Kolel, because now the Isra of Achotisha includes more people. It includes more people. And so we will deal with whether we apply Isr Chalal Isr in Isr Mosif, in Isr Kolel, or in Isr Bavat Good. Here is the suit. Tanar Abanan. Let's say that brother two, in the scenario we had, did have Bia with sister one. After sister brother one died, sister two was released. Sister one then died. Sorry. Sister brother one died. Sister one was now released. Brother two's wife, sister two, died, and now brother um, brother two was that relation to sister two. He would be chayamishum eshedach. Now, what happens if instead brother two has relations with sister one while sister two is alive? She's chayav twice mishum eshedach because this is his brother, even though his brother's deceased. His brother's wife shalav makamitzvah, and she's also a chodisha because his wife is alive. Diver Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi maintains two stories. Rabbi Shimon says, no, there's only one Isser here, and that is the Isser of Eshet Ach, um, because he's having relations with his brother's wife. Now, we have a Brayta, in which Rabbi Shimon says the opposite. Yes, she's only Chayv once, but the issue, the Isser is Achotisha. So, Lokasha, Kanshin Asachai, Vachakach Nasamed, Kanshin Asamed, Vachakach Nasachai. It simply depends on sequence. If first this fellow, or the, the sinner, married first, then his first relationship with this girl is Achotisha. That's the one he's Chayev for. If his dead brother was the first to marry, then this sinner's first relationship with the girl with whom he sins is Eshet Achiv. And that's the one that applies. Now, if that's the case, So if the, the in the case, where first the brother who becomes deceased is the first one to marry, Came on the Isra Achotisha lo Chayil. So if you're going to tell me that because he married her and she became Eshet Achiv, Achotisha just doesn't apply to her, so Titi Abeim Yevumi. So then when brother one dies, brother two should be able to to be Miyabim, sister one, because after all, you said Achotisha doesn't apply at all. No, Amar Avashi, we're not going to say that. I mean, that's obviously ridiculous. But Isra Achotisha mitla tali v'kai. Really, the Isra Achotisha, Rabbi Shimon says, doesn't disappear. It's held in abeyance. It doesn't plop down on the girl because she's already usher as an eshadach. Ini paka isur eshadach at isur achotisha v'chayil. 
if the Isra of Eshet Ach goes away, then Isra Achotisha comes down on her. And really, you have to th- say that with any situation of a married woman who's otherwise an erva, like somebody married to your father or somebody else, the is the primary primary issue here is Eshetish. And then along with that is uh, whatever other issue there may be. When the Isra of Eshetish is gone because she gets divorced or the husband dies, then the other one comes down and kicks off. That may be a little different because it may be Vatachat, but just an observation. Now, Hilkach Lopak, good. Now, parenthetically, the Savar of Yossi, Isra Chalal Isur, does Rabbi Yossi really maintain that Isra Chalal Isur? Fatanya, Avera Avera Shiesh Bashtei Mitot. Let's say you did an Avera, that the one act carried two Mitot Beiti. And the most obvious example is with Arayot, and it's possible for a woman to be an Erva to you in more than one way, and yet be with her. Nidon Bachamura. So Tanakama says, you get the more severe punishment. Rabbi Yossi Yomer, Nidon Bezika Rishon HaBa'alad. Rabbi Yossi says, you're judged by whatever the first thing that occurred. What does that mean? Let's say she was his mother-in-law, and, which means she's an heir of Chamotov. Then her husband died, his father-in-law died. And subsequent to that, she got married, and then he had Bia with her. So which is the first Zika that creates the Yisr? Chamotov. What's the punishment of Chamotov? Srefa. Nidon Let's say she was a married woman, and then she became Chamotov, because afterwards she married her daughter. So then the first thing, the first issue that you have with this woman is Eshadish, and that's Skila. Nidon Meshadish. Right. Good. So that's Rabbi Yossi. But you see very clearly here that Rabbi Yossi says, Ein Isr Chalal Isr. So now, how are we going to answer this? We have two approaches. We have Rabbi Avahu, who very quickly is going to be dispensed with, and we have Rabbi who will deal with at greater length. I'm Rabbi Avahu. Mod Rabbi Yossi be Isr Mosi. Rabbi Yossi agrees in our case with, uh, with when, uh, when brother one married sister one, and then, in the meantime, brother two has relations with sister one while everybody's alive, that Rabbi Yossi is Yechayv twice because it's an Isr Mosi. Why is it an Isr Mosi? That is only works if the sinning brother, the one who's alive, married first, and then the other brother married. Why? Because what happened when he married first, then the girl who he's eventually going to sin with is Achot Ishto, and then when she gets married, now she's Eshetach. So we say as follows, Migo It's an Isr Mosif. Why? Because when brother two married sister two first, then sister one is only also to him because of Achot Ishto. But she can marry other people, and she could even marry other brothers. Once brother one marries her, now she's got an Isra that encompasses more of the brothers. None of the brothers can marry because she's Eshedach. That works fine. But in the case where the deceased brother married her first, which means brother two's first Isra with this girl is Eshedachiv, my Isra Mosifika, there's no Isra Mosif when he then marries sister two. Sister one doesn't become any more Usr in any way. And you're going to tell me, oh, yes, it is, because when he married Sister 2, he now can't marry Sister 3 either. Hi, Isr Kolel, that's defined, as you see on the page, as an Isr Kolel. It now encompasses more people. And that's not an Isr Mosi. So Rabbi Yossi saying that I, I believe in Isr Chalal Isr, when it's Isr Mosi, can only apply to one of the two possible scenarios in our Mishnah. Not in our Mishnah, but that is sort of the subtext of the Mishnah. So we don't we don't like Rabbi Avau. Ele Amarava Maale Ani Alav Kiilo Asa Stein. 
Ve'eino chayav elachat. Rava says it's hyperbolic, meaning that uh, that Reb Yossi really really means you're really chayav once, and you're chayav for whichever first iser created, just like in the case of Hamoto. Although what he says, if you do such an avera, it's considered as if you did two averot. So my nafkumina, if you're telling me he's really chayiv once, what's the point of getting all worked up and saying he's chayiv twice? So the Moritz Hadron talks about where particular people who are executed by the Beit Din are buried, and there's a particular place for those people who uh, were mitchayev with the more chamur kind of mitah. So this guy would be buried there even though he's only chayiv once. He'd be as if somebody who was really chayiv twice. Good. All right, so that's Rava's take on Rabiosi, which means, bottom line, Rabiosi and Rabbi Shimon really agree, Ein Isr Halal Isur, in our case. We left Isr Mosif unclear, but certainly in Isr Kolal and Stam Isr Halal Isur, they agree it's not, it doesn't work. You're only Chayev once for whichever the first condition that created an Isr here is. Allah Rabiosi says that we should regard this guy as a real terrible guy. But now we say, Uviplukta. And really, this is dependent on the following machlok. And now we're going to hear a very interesting intera- interaction between Rabbi Chia and Bar Kapara, both of whom were close students of Rebbe. Of course, Rabbi Chia was the closest student of Rebbe. So this is taking place somewhere in the early 3rd century. Plukta, the Inmar, Zar Shishimesh B'Shabbat. A non-Kohen does a vota in the Beit HaMikdash on Shabbat. So how many things did he violate here? He violated Zarut, Chayv Karet for doing Avodah when you're not allowed to, so it's a lav. And you violated Shabbos. Rabbi Chia omer chayav shtoim, Bar Kapra omer nechayav alachat. Bar Kapra says you chayav twice. Bar Kapra says you only chayav once. Kafat Rabbi Chia v'nishbat. Rabbi Chia jumped up in the conversation and he took an oath and he said ha'avodah. That's a word used for an oath. Kach shamati mi Rabbi shtoim. I heard from Rabbi. Rabbi's obviously not around or not alive anymore. He says I heard Rabbi say he's chayav twice. Kavat Bar Kapra v'nishbat. And this is going to be important for the resolution. Bar Kapra got up and took an oath and he said. I heard from Rebbe, he's only chayiv once. So Rebichia started to argue out his case. Shabbat l'kol nesra. Why are you chayiv once? He says because, sorry, why are you chayiv twice? Shabbat was usher to everybody. When the Torah permits you to do Malachan Shabbat for the Korbanot, that's only a permission for the Kohanim. The Kohanim will travel all the Zarim. So therefore, Yesh Khan Mishum Zarut, so this guy violated Zarut, which everybody will agree. Yesh Khan Mishum Shabbat, he also violated Shabbat, because it's not true that anybody who walks into the Beit HaMikdash and does Avodah on Shabbat is, is guilt-free. If he's somebody who's not allowed to do Avodah, they have to never apply to him. That is Rabbi Chia. Yitzchil Bar Kapra Latun. Bar Kapra argued for the same notion, but differently. Shabbat Lakol Nesra. Shabbat was always Osir. Shutra Mikdash Futra. When it was mutter, it became mutter for the mikdash. Ein kan elazarut. So the only prohibition here, or the only guilt here, is because this fellow is an uncoined doing avodah. But the act of bringing a korban on Shabbat is not a prohibited act if it's a korban that you have to bring. That's step one. Step two, or case two. Balmum shishimesh betuma. A guy is a balmum, a kohen, who is a balmum, he's missing a leg or something, he's not allowed to do avodah, and he's now become tameh. If he does avodah betuma, v'chi omer chayiv shtaim or kapar omer nechayiv alachat. Same thing. Kafatz or v'chi v'nishpa avodah kach shamati mirabi shtaim. As or kapar v'nishpa avodah kach shamati mirabi achat. So they each took an oath that they heard their version. Itchor v'chi aladun. So v'chi now started to argue his case. 
Tuma la kol nesra. Tuma was always also to everybody. No tummy person's allowed to come in, into the mikdash. Shudra b'mikdash, when it is mutter, in such a case, for instance, where rov tzibur, rov kohanim bazar are tummy, etzel kohanim t'mimim utra. It was only mutter for kohanim who are allowed to do avodah. The kohanim t'mimim utra, v'lo l'bali mumi. So yeshkan mishim bali mumin. So now we have this fellow violating bali mum doing avodah. Plus, he's the Tamei. He never had a, a, a legitimation for going in the Tumah. argued back. He said Tumah was always us to everybody. When it was Mutar, it was Mutra, Hutar, in the Mikdash, in such a case. The only thing this fellow violated was Balmum. Third case. You know, with a Chatata Of, which is eaten, you don't shecht it. You rather break the neck, smash the neck up against the wall means bad. That's uh, you smash the smash the neck. That's called malika. That is otherwise a nevela, right? So a non kohen who was in the mikdash and ate chatata of v'chiyomer chayv shtayim or kapar meren chayv alachat kafat v'chiyomer nishpah avodah kach shmata rebbe shtayim hamt v'chiyomer nishpah avodah kach shmata rebbe yachat. Same exact interaction. V'chiyomer v'chiyal adun. So v'chiyal now argued his case. Nevela la kol nesra shutra b'mikdash itzal koanim utra. Nevela is us and everybody. An animal that's not properly shacht. Even a chicken, a bird. When this bird was mutar, special dispensation of the Mikdash, it's only for the Kohanim who are allowed to eat it. The Kohanim will travel all the Zarim. Yishkamishum Zarut. So we now have a non coin eating Kochim. Kochim, Kochim, Kochim. Malika. And plus we have a person eating a Nevela. Barkapra argued in the opposite direction, or should we say using the same style. But widening the net. Nevela la kol nesra. Shutra b'mikdash shutra. Nevela is always usher. When the Torah said that you perform malika on the oaf and then you eat it, that's in the mikdash. So anybody in the mikdash who's eating it has not violated that. They violated They shouldn't be eating a chatata oaf at all because they're a zar. Ein zarut. Good. That is the brighter. Now, the maikami palgi. What is it, Rabbi Yossi, sorry, what is it that Rabbi Chia and Bar Kappa are really disagreeing about? Possibility number one, the Easter Kolel, Valivit or Rabiosi. They are arguing about whether Rabiosi says that Easter Chalal Easter in an Easter Kolel. Let's see how it plays out. This is our first take. Rabiosi thinks that, sorry, thinks that Rabiosi is Mechayev. Two, in case of Easter Kolel, he says Easter Chalal Easter. Bar says it's not. So let's see if it works. Let's start with the first case. This czar on Friday was allowed to do work, but he wasn't allowed to do avoda in the Beit HaMikdash. Suddenly Shabbat comes. Suddenly he now has a new Yisr of Malacha. In other words, there's new things he's also to do. Mitsunami Bavoda. So now, the Isra of Avoda is really two things. Zar doing an Avoda and Shabbat doing Avoda, which involves Malacha. That's, that one works. Baal Mum, Mi'ikara Shari Bachila, Basur Bavoda. A Baal Mum, somebody who's not Tommy, is allowed to eat Kodshim, but he's not allowed to do Avoda. Eat me, once he became Tommy, eat me like Migo de Kam Mitzar Bachila, Mitzunami Bavoda. The minute that he became Tommy, he became Usur in Avoda and Achila as well. <coughs> so because the new Isser was added on, the net was spread wider. 
that now he is not allowed to do achila, the avoda also becomes a new kind of problematic avoda of avoda of Ella But the problem of malika is, is happens at the same time. You can't find the case of malika where it becomes usur, and at a later stage the, the net uh, spreads because <coughs> the death of the chicken and the, sorry the eating of the chicken happens at the same time. It's one eating. You can only find because what happens is when he eats it, he's, he is the Isra happened the minute that the, that the bird was killed. The, this Zar's approach to the bird is also because of Nevela and also because of Zar. Ella, so we reject pro, pro, proposition number one. What's the second possible way of explaining it? Really, they're disagreeing about when two Isurim come at the same time or generate at the same time, and I'll leave it Rabbi Yossi, which means they agree that according to Rabbi Shimon, there's, uh, there's only one Isur. Rabbi says to Rabbi Yossi, in an Isur Batachat, we will both of them, and Rabbi Shimon says he won't. Sorry, Rabbi says he won't. So let's go through the three cases and see if this works. How can you have in the first case? The first case. Let's say that this person became exactly an adult and a bar on that Shabbat, which means that his Isra of Malach on Shabbat happens exactly when the Isra of Zarut happens. They, they occurred simultaneously when the simonim came and he became of age. Balmum, what about the second case? Let's say that on the day that he became an adult, this fellow without a leg, he also became Tomei. So at the same time he became a Balmum, meaning that a kid without a leg is not a Balmum, he's just a kid. The minute he becomes a Gadol, he's suddenly a Balmum, and at the same, that same day he was Tomei, became Tomei. Inami, another way, is Let's say he injured himself creating the moon, and he injured himself with <coughs> tamei implement, like a tamei knife. Good. So the second case works. So Bishlamal Rabbi Chia, ki, uh, sorry, even if it's, it's second case works. Bishlamal Rabbi Chia, so I understand Rabbi Chia, ki I'll leave it Rabbi Yossi. So Rabbi Chia could now explain the conversation, his interaction with Rabbi Bar about Rabbi as follows. He'll say, when Rebbe taught Bar Kapara, I'll leave it Rabbi Yossi, he taught me, meaning, Rabbi Chia will say, he taught me a corner of Yossi, he taught me the Bar Kapara, I'll leave it Rabbi Shimon. In other words, when Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Shimon and Bar Kapara both are saying, absolutely, absolutely, Rebbe told me, and whatever he said, two or one, both of them could be telling the truth. That Rebbe taught Rabbi Chia based on Rabbi Yossi, and that Rebbe taught Bar Kapara based on Rabbi Shimon. Ella the Bar Kapara, uh, but according to Bar Kapra, But according to Rabbi Chia never could have heard that. There's no point at which Rebbe could have said two, because Rebbe said that Rabbi Shimon says um, says uh, one. We all agree with that. And according to Bar Kapra, Rabbi Yossi also says one. There is no two. Ella so so that means that there's no way that both these teachings could have happened if the Machloket is about Rabbi Yossi, 
Let's shift it over. Machloket is whether Rabbi Shimon is Machai Beisur Batachat. Now, Beishlamal Rabbi Chia Kamishtaba. So now I understand why Rabbi Chia took the Shvua. Bafuke Rabbi Shimon Mechazke, because Rabbi Shimon is always the one who says there's Ainus or Chal Yisur. So Rabbi Chia took the Shvua to point out. In this case, Rabbi Shimon says Beisur Batachat. It works. Alabar Kapper Alamalei Lishtabui. So by the Bar Kapper, I have to take a Shvua. After all, all he's doing is supporting Rabbi Shimon's general position. If he's saying I'm taking an oath that Rabbi Shimon does not say Yisra Chal Yisra Yisra Batachat, there's no reason to take an oath. That's that's consistent with Rabbi Shimon. The answer is Kasha. You're right. That's difficult. Now, I can explain according to Bar Kapper in this last Mahalach that the Machloket is about Rabbi Shimon in Yisra Chal Yisra. Bar Kapper, I could explain the whole dispute reasonably. Ki Adne Rabbi Lididei, I'll leave it Rabbi Shimon. When Rebbe taught me, Bar Kapra, there was a corner of Shimon, he had neither Rebbe Chia, I'll leave it Rebbe Yossi. When he was teaching Rebbe Chia, he said to, because he was teaching, I'll leave it Rebbe Yossi. And our dispute is about Rebbe Shimon. But now we just flip what we said before backwards. According to Rebbe Chia, how could he possibly explain why Bar Kapra would say, Rebbe said one? According to this new formulation, Rebbe Chia would argue that nobody says one, because Rebbe Yossi certainly says two. And now Rabbi Chia's position is that Rabbi Shimon also says Vatachat it's two. So Rabbi Chia comes to the rescue. That what happened is Rabbi taught Bar Kapra two cases. The first two cases. The Isser Kol Elatnein. You know what he was talking about? He was talking about not about those weird scenes where exactly on the day that he became an adult, it was, uh, it was uh, Shabbos, and therefore Zarwat and etc. happened. But the normal case where one was added on to the other, and he was teaching an Alimit of Shimon, and that's why he said one. The Chazila Bar Kapra, and Bar Kapra then thought about it, and he saw Zarsha he thought about the case of Zarsha Achamalicha, and he thought, hey, no, that case is kind of like those two. So then when he started teaching, he mixed that one in, and he taught all three. And then he thought about it, and he saw, you know, that third case. Only could happen vatachat. There's no israkola like we already demonstrated. And then he made the third mistake of saying, since the third case could only vatachat, the first two must be vatachat also. And Rebbe taught me in that case, that case one. Rebbe Chia was saying that's not what really would happen. Rebbe was talking about those cases when they weren't vatachat. That's what how we could sort of explain in this last mahalach why Bar Kapara heard one. Even according to Rabbi Chiyo said, I know it's two, because he, he mismanaged the information. So now, Meitave, we have a challenge against the last, last Mahalach. Zar shashimesh p'shabat, uvamum shashimesh p'tumah. So we have our two first two cases. Yeshkan mishum zarut, mishum shabbat. You have both. Mishum balmum, mishum tumah. Or, you know, you have either A and B, or you have C and D. Diver Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Shimon Omer, enkan elam mishum zarut, uvamum, bilvat. And Rabbi Shimon, consistent with what we saw, said that, um, that there is only the first Isser. There is no Isser Chalal Isser. In other words, if you have a Zar, Shishimesh Peshabbat, all you have is Zar. If it's a Balmum, Shishimesh Petumah, all you have is Balmum. Be'ilu Malika Shaira. But notice what case they left out. They left out the third case. Laman Shaira, why'd they leave it out? Ilim Elu Rabbi Yossi. Did they leave it out because Rabbi Yossi? Hash Rabbi Yossi, Be'isr Kola Mechayim Shtayim, Be'isr Batachat Mibaya. Why would Rabbi Yossi not agree that you chayiv twice here? If you're chayiv in Yisr Kola, certainly you're chayiv in Yisr Badachat. Yisr Badachat is the most obvious Yisr Chal Yisr, because not even Chal Al Ha'isr, they come together. 
Shimon. It must be it was left out because Rabbi Shimon. It seems that Rabbi Shimon did not bring the third case because for Rabbi Shimon it would not be the same. In the third case, with Malika and, and, um, and Zar, Zar Sha'acha Malika, he would agree Yechayev twice, which goes against Bar Kapra's position if indeed the Machloket is about Rabbi Shimon Vatachat. Good. Now, parenthetically, in the Gemara, I answer with a note. Zar Shishimesh B'Shabbat Pamai. The Zar Shishimesh B'Shabbat, what was he doing? We didn't think about that. What action was he doing that's the problem? Ibishchita. You're going to tell me he did Shchita, which is a Malachan Shabbos? Shchita B'Zar Kshera. If a non-Kohen does Shchita, it's kosher. So there's no Zarut here. Viva Kabbalah V'Holacha, what I voted, did he do? That he's not allowed to do as a Zar? He accepted and received the Dham, or he walked the Dham to the Mizbeach? That's just Mutzah. That's not an, an Easter Dorite. That's not a Chayichiv Karit. Ibak Torah. If you're going to tell me that he took uh, parts of the animal and put it up on the Mizbeach to burn them, which a czar is not allowed to do, I, that would be good, except Vehammer Rabbi Yossi. We're talking about Rabbi Yossi himself. And what did Rabbi Yossi say about Havara? We discussed this uh, earlier on in the, near the first Sugya about Rabbi Machloka, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Natan, about how to, to explain why of all the 39 Malachot, the only one mentioned explicitly is Havar, is burning a fire, it's being a parsha of a Yakel. And Rabbi Yossi is famous for his opinion, Havar Lalaviatsta, that Havar was mentioned explicitly in order to make it different from the other 38 and to say it's only a lav. Right? So Rabbi Yossi couldn't say Yochayv Karet for any Avodah that you could do on Shabbat that Azar can't do. So you could never have Azar and Shabbat come together. So So he comes up with a very strange Ukimta is the Vizar went in and Yom Kippur fell on Shabbat and he did the Shechita of the power of the Kohen Gadol. There is such an opinion that says, even though all Shechitot are Ksher of Mizar, the Shechita of the Kohen Gadol has to be done by the Kohen Gadol. And by the way, here, Zar means anybody besides the Kohen Gadol. So, Yachim, Ayir, Yazar, Filu, Kohen, Had, Nami. And the answer is Shazar, it's Lokamar. You're right, when we say Zar, we don't mean a non-Kohen, we mean anybody besides the Kohen Gadol. That's a very strange ukimta. Wait, did it say davka chataot? Did it say davka lavim? It didn't say. It just said isuri ba'ola kachashim. All we're saying is, if you did A and B, you're chayv for both isurim. We didn't say what the punishments were. That you're chayv chatad, you're chayv alav. So the main afkimina the korov and rishayim gemurim. Right. So so we get back to the answer that Rava gave at the beginning of the sugya, which is um, that. If the Zar Shashimish Peshabbat, if we hold it is Chayiv Shtayim, you're right. He may only bring one Chatat for Chilul Shabbat. Let's say if he did uh, Shechita. Uh, but we were, or let's say he did uh, Haktara. So if he did Haktara, he's Chayiv only Makot for the Shabbat component, and he's Chayiv Karet for the, uh, for the Zar component. So why are we considering Chayiv Shtayim? To reckon him as somebody who, who uh, really is as if he's violated two Chataot, and therefore. When he is buried, after he's executed by the Beitin, theoretically, then he would be buried, Bain Rishon and Gemurim, as we saw in the earlier part of the Sukkot. Everybody should have a wonderful day. Here at Hashem, we will continue with the next podcast at Finish Perak Shlishi.